Hello, this is Pastor Dan of Edgeboro Moravian Church, and welcome to this worship by phone recording posted for the week of Sunday, August 30th. This recording is about 16 minutes long. Call this number back at any time to hear this recording again, and call back each week. New postings will be up early in the week. Sunday, August 30th is the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, and in addition to that, the northern province of the Moravian Church has chosen August 30th as the prayer day for public education. And as schools here in Bethlehem resume this week, schools are most definitely in need of our prayers as they begin a different kind of school year. Also on August 30th, during worship, we celebrated the baptism of Charlotte Marich, the daughter of Luke Marich and Caitlin Hosterman, so we lift up prayers of joy for the family. Now, going from the newest member of the church to the oldest living member of the church, Grace Fenner is turning 100 on September 12th. Now, since no one can visit her in Gracedale Nursing Home where she lives, her children are arranging a card shower for her. So, I would invite you to consider sending her a birthday card in the next two weeks. Grace's mailing address is in the church directory. Finally, I'd like to tell you about a change to our outdoor worship service. We have been meeting at 6.30 in the evening the past few Sundays, and, well, if we kept doing that in the future, eventually we'd be sitting in the dark. So, beginning on September 13th, we will be worshiping regularly outside at 10 o'clock a.m. So I'd invite your continued prayers for the church and its members as we both celebrate and figure out how to be church while keeping everyone safe. Now let us quiet our hearts and prepare for worship as I read our scripture passages for the week. The first reading for this week comes from Romans 12 verses 9 through 21. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, do not be haughty but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. No, If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 15 through 23. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Our faith is full of both and images. For example, our triune God is both three parts and one part, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yet all the one same God. Jesus is both fully human and fully divine. Each of us are both fully sinner and fully saint. And in a similar fashion to that, Peter provides a both and image for us in the Gospel of Matthew that I hadn't noticed before. And I have to give credit where it's due to Dr. Audrey West, professor at Moravian Seminary, for pointing this out. Now, the reason this image isn't apparent is because of the paragraph break that many English versions of Scripture tend to insert, thus separating this gospel reading into two different stories, the one where Peter is given the keys to the kingdom of God and the one when Jesus tells Peter to get behind him Satan. Now, if that paragraph break wasn't there, and in the old original Greek transcripts of this passage, there weren't any paragraph breaks. So if we didn't see anything there, I think we'd see some pretty clever writing. Just like we focused on last week in worship, we heard again today, Jesus asked the disciples, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, well, you're the Messiah. You're the son of God. And for getting that question right, Jesus told him, on this rock, I will build my church. So in other words, you will be the rock on which I build things on, the foundational rock. Now, Peter must have been feeling pretty good about what this could mean. It sounds pretty important. The foundational rock for the Son of God. Just a couple lines later, Jesus tells him something that he didn't expect. He tells the disciples that for the first time that he will be killed and then rise again. I can only imagine that Peter was worrying about what would happen to his newfound status if Jesus were to be killed. So he takes Jesus aside and tells him that this cannot 
happen. And that's when Jesus tells Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. Here's the both and image, if you haven't caught it already. In five verses, Peter is called both a foundational rock and a stumbling block by Jesus. He can prevent the kingdom of God from being known just as easily as he can reveal it. And in this case, he needs a reminder to be a rock instead of a block. And it comes from Jesus, and it comes in the very first words that Jesus says to Peter after he rebukes him. Now, we know that Jesus isn't speaking directly to Satan now. He's speaking to Peter. But the last time Jesus spoke to Satan in Matthew was when he was first starting out his ministry. He got baptized, and then he went into the wilderness for 40 days and was tempted by Satan. So when Jesus had enough of Satan tempting him with food and power and money, he said, go away. Or in the Greek that it was written in, hippage. Now, when he responds to Peter, it's important to know this word because he says the same thing, hippage, go away. But then he adds something else. He says, hippage, opiso, mu. Opiso, get behind, mu, me. Now, that part is the same exact phrasing that Jesus used when he invited each of the disciples to follow him. Opiso, mu. Get behind me, follow me. So here's a not-so-subtle reminder for Peter to remember that initial invitation to him, to remember what he was called to do, or more importantly, who he was called to follow. Now, Peter is definitely not unique in needing a reminder of who he was called to follow. Christians have needed these kinds of reminders for years, centuries. And the other reading for today was written by a man who was a master of providing those kind of reminders to others, the Apostle Paul. Each of Paul's letters that we have in Scripture, like this one, Romans, are reminders and follow-ups to the Christian communities and churches where he had already taught. He's not teaching them for the first time. In each of these letters, he reminds people of what he had taught them already, how to be a church and how to be a follower of Christ. In the New Revised Standard Version of Scripture, the title of this passage is Marks of a True Christian. This passage reads like a checklist from Paul, one that is a list of reminders of how to live as a follower of Christ. We need these reminders today, just as early Christians did. For we each are just as capable as being a foundational rock as we are a stumbling block for Christ's love in the world. So to serve as our reminder today, to get back behind Jesus, to follow, I'm going to end with that Romans passage again, only this time I'm going to be reading a different translation, one from English biblical scholar J.B. Phillips. And while I read this translation, I hope that we can allow it to speak to what's happening in our world and in our country today. And while this translation was published decades ago, I hope that it can speak to what's on our hearts and minds too. So here now, a reading from Romans 12 verses 9 through 21, a translation by J.B. Phillips. And this passage is titled, Let Us Have Real Christian Behavior. 
Let us have no imitation of Christian love. Let us have a genuine break with evil and a real devotion to good. Let us have real warm affection for one another as between brothers and a willingness to let the other man have the credit. Let us not allow slackness to spoil our work and let us keep the fires of the Spirit burning as we do our work for God. Base your happiness on your hope in Christ. When trials come, endure them patiently and steadfastly maintain the habit of prayer. Give freely to fellow Christians in want, never begrudging a meal or a bed to those who need them. And as for those who try to make your life a misery, bless them. Don't curse, bless. Share the happiness of those who are happy and the sorrows of those who are sad. Live in harmony with each other. Don't become snobbish, but take a real interest in ordinary people. Don't become set in your own opinions. Don't pay back a bad turn by a bad turn to anyone. Don't say, it doesn't matter what people think, but see that your public behavior is above criticism. As far as your responsibility goes, live at peace with everyone. Never take vengeance into your own hands, my dear friends. Stand back and let God punish, if he will. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay. These are God's words. Therefore, if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Don't allow yourselves to be overpowered with evil. Take the offensive. Overpower evil by good. May this reminder remain fresh in our heads on this day. May we choose to follow Christ once again. Amen.